0: Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnut.com. Let's go!
1: All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Michael. I appreciate your time. Can you tell a little bit about your background, your story, and why did you create the Condition for Life? That's your business, right? The name of your business.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's that's a loaded question. Uh, how, how How much time do we have? <laughs>
1: Well, try, you know, to spend a little bit of time, but not the whole show. We Uh have around 45 minutes, so I'll have a lot of nice questions here for you before you go.
2: Well, uh, first off, thanks for having me. It's it's a pleasure. I've heard a lot of great things about you. It's great to finally meet you. Uh, So I got my start in the fitness industry in uh, the year 2000, and I was just looking for a change in my personal life, and, uh, you know, I went from being very active uh, all growing up, and then myself inside of a sedentary job and from there decided to get um, to start working out at the local gym and lo and behold um, I ended up kind of coming across somebody that I knew from high school and they offered me a job at the gym and so coming from a background in sales I had a very full gym schedule within inside of a month and uh, went on to continue to work at the gym over the next couple years but uh, a year into it uh, I ended up realizing that Um, I really want to serve the people who weren't making it to the gym because I kind of saw that that was the bigger dilemma. And so I started an in-home business and uh, had done that for a number of years and ran into a lot of the headaches of having to travel and lug equipment around, stuff like that. And then we eventually found our own personal location. Um, So when we got that started, which was probably about 10 years ago at this point, uh, it was under the name Fitness Solutions, And Fitness Solutions was a very uh, traditional fitness program, you know, it was uh, diet and exercise, but we were very, very good at what we did. I want to undermine it at all. Uh, We were very well read, um, you know, cutting edge, if you will. Uh, We, our primary form of training was probably kettlebell conditioning at the time. And that's when it was kind of new, right before it became really streamlined. And we were definitely uh, masters of our craft. And uh, mm-hmm. we were we had a reputation that certainly preceded us. So people who wanted a great great workout, within side of forty five minutes, and uh, needed guidance as far as nutritional and had to put everything together, we were certainly the place to go.
1: Yeah, uh, were you doing some follow ups like when they were not with you guys? inside the gym that presence or you talking to them through phones because you just mentioned before that you're doing some from home right so that's kind of like a consultation kind of thing
2: yeah well that's uh my business now is very different than it was back then so um i, I will say this uh back then the majority of the experience took place inside of the studio okay so um was there a follow-up yeah there probably was I, I couldn't say exactly how much but not as much as there is today and i'll kind of get there And connect those dots for you. But what I realized, Bruno, was uh, when I work with people, two things. Uh, Number one, they didn't enjoy the process of becoming healthy or fit. And uh, even though what we did worked very well, they weren't enjoying it. I think they enjoyed our company because Mm -hmm. we always had a a spirit and a passion. We believed in people. So uh, they enjoyed our company, but uh, not necessarily the workouts or the diet regimen or whatever it was that we had them on. And the second thing I realized is that people were not sustaining their progress. So we'd have clients make these magnificent strides in improving their health and well being, only to fall by the wayside and unable to make it an actual lifestyle change. And so, as a business owner, um, that obviously was a little bit daunting and frightening for me uh, because I really took a lot of pride in what we delivered. Um, How we delivered our service was part of who I was as a person. So I took it personally. And um, it set me on a quest to kind of find out what was kind of that missing link. Number one, how do I get people to enjoy the experience? Uh, But number two, how do I get people to actually sustain their progress? And so from there, I started uh, from personal training and I started looking more into, I realized a lot of my clients were injured. So maybe if I learned more about flexibility or how their body moved, uh, I could probably help them better. So uh, long story short, I became a massage therapist Uh, and an active release technician, which is the only medically patented soft tissue technique. Uh, From there, uh, I actually had now had personal training and massage skills uh, that I could use uh, both at the same time. But uh, in all honesty, I didn't know much about how to put those skill sets together inside of a 45-minute session. So it proved to be a huge challenge. So my journey continued. And uh, lo and behold, um, I, I ended up coming across um, a video uh, from a gentleman by the name of Gary Gray. And uh, Gary is uh, better known as the father of function. Uh, he's physical therapist background. And he found after years and years of develop, developing physical therapy um, or delivering physical therapy protocols, it just wasn't helping his clients the way he had anticipated. So Gary had this huge thread of chain reaction biomechanics. And that's kind of a fancy way to say... He was really good at yeah. figuring out how everything worked together all at the same time within the human body. So,
1: Yeah, I want to ask you before I, was, I had this here in my mind about what is chain reaction biomechanics? Because I saw on your bio, it was like, oh, I got to ask, Mike, what is that? Because I have no idea.
2: <laughs> right. So um, chain reaction is basically just observing that when one part of the body moves, everything else moves along with it. So there's no such thing as isolated conditioning, so when we're at the gym and working our chest and our tries or our back and our biceps, we're isolating our body, and we're actually deconditioning ourselves to the natural chain reaction of movement that we go through each and every day. Uh, so chain reaction is understanding that everything moves with everything else, and the biomechanics is the interrelation of all the joints. So for instance, if I were working with somebody, uh, a large part of my practice today is in therapy, so I help people who are in pain or trying to enhance performance. Uh, if they're, let's say, for instance, squatting and they have knee pain, well, as they're squatting, I want to I evaluate the movement, but I have to appreciate that while the body is lowering down and the knee is doing something, so are the ankles below it and the hips above it and the spine and the shoulders, and they all have this integrated function. So it's my job as a biomechanical detective to figure out which parts in the chain are not doing their job because something's making the knee work harder than it was designed to. So, for instance, maybe as somebody was squatting down, they lacked ankle motion. They didn't have dorsiflexion. Well, that lack of ankle motion is going to be made up for in the knee, and it can place and anti- uh, stresses on the front side of the knee, and then cause that that uh, patellar femoral kind of pain or maybe an impingement. Uh, so, I would go and say, for instance, restore the ankle so that the knee could take a break and everything could work harmoniously together. So that's mm-hmm. part of what it is. sense does that make sense? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, makes sense. That's awesome. We're actually treating the whole body and I I'm a big fan of that. Oh. So Michael, my my first question here, uh one of your tags, I was when I was doing some research, I came across this be your own solution, right? You you I think you like saying that. So it made me think a little bit. I was like, how can a coach say for somebody else be your own solution? It's kind of like, "Oh, but you know, we you want somebody to help us out. We want to look to to some role models and we want some examples but you're saying like be your own solution can you expand a little bit about on this this tagline?
2: Sure yeah you know I think Bruno everybody looks for uh, the pill program or procedure that's gonna help them get where they want to be in their life but we spend so much time and energy reaching outward and what I try and do is help my client realize that they are the solution to their own situation That, in Mm -hmm. fact, they are the driver to creating a a successful environment for themselves. Um, So, for instance, if somebody's really stressed out, they'll go and take a yoga class to manage the stress. Or if somebody wants to tone up, they're quick to lift weights. Or if they want to improve intellect, they're quick to pick up a book. But when we do this, we actually suggest that things outside of us are the solution. Now, that may be part of an overall strategy, but what we really try and do is show the client that, um, that they in fact have all the resources necessary to get to where it is that they want to be. And this is a tough concept Mm -hmm. for people because they're used to, uh, investing in things outside of themselves. And the reason is what I can say confidently after 16 years serving the industry is that you've probably heard the cliche that I'm my own biggest enemy or my own worst critic. You know, Mm -hmm. people take on this mindset or this mantra that, um, that they, uh, that they in fact, are their own worst enemy. And so it really shows a lack of love and belief in themselves. And then, therefore, they invest themselves in things outside of themselves because they don't trust intuitively in who they are as a person. So we just try and encourage people to be the source of their own solution.
1: Yeah, no, I love, I love this tagline. And when I was talking to you before the interview, I asked you, uh, Mike, give me a little bit about your background. What are you an, an expert on? And you told me. I am a catalyst. So, (laughs) and I was like, oh, I love that. So, and you say that you take people from where they are to where they want to be. So, can you expand on a little bit about this catalytic thing that you say you are?
2: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So, a catalyst is basically someone that takes them from here to there. So, when people come to me and they say that they want to lose weight, well, um, the first thing they're thinking is they want to start dieting and exercising in order to get there. But I uh, start to ask them questions like, well, how much of a priority is this? So I ask them how they're spending their time. You know, a lot of people claim to have a busy schedule. So we'll sit down and we'll actually sort through their entire schedule and see how they manage their time and helping them realize that where they give their time is their priorities today. And that Mm -hmm. if we actually want to help them lose weight or get in shape or improve their health, how they spend their time has to change. So all of a sudden, I help to give them a very different perspective on time management. That the things that are most important have to be scheduled in. So that has nothing to do with diet and exercise, and everything to do with the mentality. Now people didn't hire me for that, but I can see that from the bigger picture that if I don't show them how to manage time, they're never going to be able to create the solution. But catalyst came from the fact probably that <laughs> I found it a little bit difficult to say exactly what I do. Uh, my background's in personal training, massage therapy, chain reaction biomechanics, life coaching, and I'm really an educator at heart. So Mm -hmm. When someone comes to me and they have a need, whatever those obstacles are that get in their way, it's my job as a professional to help them remove those obstacles so they can clear the runway to where it is that they want to be in their life. And if I don't have those resources, I'm quick to refer out and call on people for help.
1: Mm -hmm. What are the, the biggest obstacles that you see when working with people nowadays? Because... Uh, I'm, I'm sure it has changed a lot from the six, 16 years, you said, right, when you started? Yep. So I f- we, we came a long way in, during these 16 years. The world has changed a lot with technology and all that kind of stuff. So what are the biggest obstacles that you see today?
2: For my clients, i say the number one is that they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay. that, that's a huge, you can see that expression through how they speak about themselves, uh, their thought life the thing uh, that people uh, claim to engage in negative self-talk. People claim to uh, engage in emotional eating or other numbing behaviors to numb painful feelings. And so when you don't believe in yourself, it's your behaviors can never surpass that. So you may come in and say, hey, I want to achieve X, Y, or Z goal, but your behaviors will in fact never surpass what it is that you fundamentally believe about yourself. And to help with that, we actually help people work at the level of their core beliefs and reprogramming what they believe about themselves. Because when the belief changes, then their behaviors are a byproduct of that.
1: Yeah. So why are they believing themselves? Do you think it has something to do with the, like childhood traumas and media bias? You know, we are controlled a lot by what we see in the media. And I can tell you that I stopped watching TV probably three years ago, four years ago, and my life has changed like. It's 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 another kind of life that I have today, you know. I don't know if it's because of just the TV, but I'm I'm really aware of where I'm getting my information from. Right. So, what's your your take on that?
2: Well, uh, I I believe people have a hard time believing in themselves because partially uh, upbringing and experiences. You know, if um, I could speak from personal experience, I, I grew up mm-hmm. with two parents that just weren't there for me, really. Uh, one physically and one was mentally emotionally unavailable, so when you have parents that are not there for you, uh, you you're all, you're left to your own devices and you start to wonder, well, what am I worth what 's my value? What do I bring to the table? If mom and dad weren't there for me, what does that mean? What does that say about me and so i 'm just sharing with you my personal because I found vulnerability to be one of the most important character strengths to creating a lifestyle that 's consistent. Yeah. Quality of life goals, so it's things like that, and everybody's got their own story, Bruno. So you know, when they come to me, I just I try and make it my my job to take on a compassionate and empathetic spirit to hear their story. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear how they think. I want to hear how they speak about themselves, how they share their story, and I want to see their behaviors. And that to me usually tells a lot. Uh, and then it's just kind of taking on a real caring mentality and saying, "Hey, what do you think is driving these behaviors?" And they say, "You know." I've actually always struggled with, uh, with confidence. You know, Ever since high school, I just felt like I never matched up to anybody else. I didn't have the cool clothes. I didn't have a lot of friends. And so then you end up compensating throughout the rest of your life. And even though that may have been back in our teens, the unconscious mind doesn't believe in time. So really, our 12-year-old version of ourself can be holding back our 35-year-old version of ourselves or our 60-year-old version of ourselves, because the beliefs that we're stuck to is what we believe about ourselves when we were in our teens in our formative yeah. years. So we try and help people sort through that stuff.
1: Hey, guys, what's up? Bruno Gama here, Brazilian Health Nut. And let's take a little break from the show because I would like to offer you something. If you go to my website, www.brazilianhealthnut.com and click on the page, Burn Fat Forever, you can go ahead and claim your free consultation with me right now, okay? Or you can just send me an email at... Brazilianhealthnut at gmail.com so you can start to lose weight and feel healthier right now. Okay, so go ahead and claim your free consultation with me and remember that spots are limited. Okay, now let's get back to the show. Got you, yeah, th- this is huge, man. These uh, traumas and all these stories that we created in our minds, it's it's uh, it's a topic for a whole show here, but let's talk about treating individuals. I know you treat very specifically for every individual, right. so every person is different, and you have something called transformational zone. Yeah. What, is, what is that about?
2: Uh, well, that is tied to individuality in a sense. Um, so in our program, what we do is um, we help people see that where they are today with regards to their current quality of life is what we call their current status. Where they want to be is called their preferred status, but the thing in between their current and preferred status is their gap. It's Mm -hmm. all the stuff that gets in the way. So It could be a busy schedule. It could be negative self-talk. It could be emotional eating. It could be painful feelings like pain, fear, guilt, shame. It could be abandonment. It could be rejection. Anything that gets in the way of someone reaching their full potential goes in the gap. Now, here's the tricky thing there's no way around the gap. So if you have a desire to get from your current to your preferred status, you have to go through your gap. That means that you have to actually face all the things that have ailed you ever since really your formative years. And so we end up trying to figure out ways around it. And so it's it's much easier Bruno to engage a diet and exercise plan because it's a much smaller commitment than actually stepping back, looking at the big picture of your your life and say, "You know what?" I've got some much bigger fish to fry here if I really want to improve my health and happiness in a lasting way. So as, as we encourage and en- engage people and kind of give them a little nudge into their gap to start dealing with the matters that matter most, limiting beliefs, stuff like that, that also is what transforms them into the person that they want to be. It gives them the strength that they need to not only work through the issues, but the resources necessary to sustain their transformation.
1: Mm -hmm. makes sense that's awesome Uh, what about one of your pillars from what I understand on your work is giving it's empowerment so empowering people right Right. and so we can give them longevity and long term results but how do you go about having this conversation I I find very difficult especially with people who have like a a little I would say close minded uh, on a way kind of hard to show them the benefits of having this lifestyle for the long, long-term results and longevity, like how they're gonna feel in five, ten, fifteen years, right? Right. So I, I, I think this is really important for us to to discuss with people. But I, at the same time, I think it's difficult. They, are not really seeing that, like because we want things now, we want them today, right? Like. You're talked before about the, the magic pill and right. uh, that goes back to the to the media bias and all that kind of stuff, right? So can you explain a little bit about this empower, empowerment that you give people?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That'll actually give me an opportunity to finish up uh, what I wasn't able to finish earlier. Um, mm-hmm. You asked how I got from fitness solutions to condition for life. Mm-hmm. So, and this this plays directly into empowerment. Um, I had a time in my schedule, Bruno, where um, I've always had a busy schedule. That's never been the problem. Uh, attracting new clients and maintaining business has never been my issue. Just because I really take a very vested interest in people, but it dawned on me one day. I'm very contemplative. I do a lot of introspective, a lot of thinking about how do I enhance myself day to day. And it dawned on me that even with a busy schedule, that I was operating my business with my best interests in mind. I was encouraging my clients to show up and give life their very best, but what I wasn't doing is I wasn't empowering them. I didn't have an exit strategy for anybody. So I never really had an antis- I never really had the client was going to leave essentially when they decided that they didn't want to continue anymore. It was never on my terms to say, "Hey, I've actually now empowered you with all the resources you need to maintain mm-hmm. this lifestyle for the rest of your life on your own. Right. So that actually created what's called now Give Twelve. So inside of Give Twelve, which is our flagship program, we ask people, "Hey, give us twelve months. Commit. Uh, give yourself twelve months, and we'll give you all the resources you need to sustain this lifestyle." So that's how we empower them. And then the other kind of the other side of that is encouragement. There's just a fundamental lack of encouragement in our society. And if you recall as a kid, you know, our parents were huge on encouragement. They were always trying to uplift us and kind of make us feel good about ourselves. But probably somewhere around middle school and certainly throughout high school, it actually started to fall by the wayside. Maybe because we were going through puberty, we were being a little bit more difficult and more difficult to encourage. But we've found that you, you can never give somebody too much encouragement. I mean, you never get... A kid coming home from school and saying, Mom, Dad, I just can't stand the encouragement my teachers are giving me. It's just (laughs) a lack of it in our environment. So we really use that as our, that's the fuel that we give our clients. So we're always looking at the glass half full. We're always giving them the benefit of the doubt. We're always loving and believing in themselves, believing in them more than what it is that they believe about themselves today. And until somebody knows how gifted they are, and how many opportunities lie ahead of them. And until you kind of help them shape a healthy perspective around that, it's very difficult to develop kind of the gusto, the, the courage and the motivation to get up and pursue those goals in a lasting way. So we encourage people to keep them fired up. We empower them with all the information necessary so they can sustain the lifestyle so that truly they can, we can sign off and say, hey, you're conditioned for life. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I love that. love that. And that reminds me of, I don't know if you know Bo Ilson. He was yes. a former fut- fut- football player, and I love his videos on YouTube. And he, there was one he was talking about how we are all winners, you know. If you stop to think about, we won the race to be born here you no know, millions, I don't know how many <laughs> sperms and all that kind of stuff, you know. We were the one who made it. So after I, I watched that video, I start to see life in a different way. <laughs> That's <really just laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love I love that guy. He's he's so so good. Anyway, so you have a webinar called Unlock Happy and Achieve Health. Right. And when I saw the name I love it. But at the same time I thought, well, but a lot of people want to achieve health and then they Think they're going to be happy, right? So they want to be healthy first in order to be happy. Yes. But you're saying unlock happy first in order to achieve health. Can you expand a little bit about this, the webinar that you have? Sure
2: thing, yeah. Um, so the webinar is called The Problem with Diet and Exercise. And so what happens, especially, I think the New Year's is a perfect case in point. You get literally millions of people from around the world trying to improve their health and well being. Okay, they want to get healthy. And when you ask them why, it's because I want to be happy. So, in their, they want to feel better. Yeah, they want to feel better. They want to look good, feel good. And I get it. I get it. But what we found is that looking good and feeling good are very different things. You know, when you say, I want to look good, that's a matter of the physical realm. That's the body. You want your body to look good, but feeling good is a very different goal. That's a matter of the spirit. How we look and how we feel are two very different dimensions of who we are. So what we help people to do is take an opposite approach to say, hey, you know, I know a lot of people who are, quote unquote, healthy, but aren't happy. So really, how are we defining health? And so we actually ask those difficult questions and we want to engage our client's thought process to see how they think about this. But we actually help them realize that, you know, recall a time when you were really happy in your life and tell me all about it. And so sure enough, you find that at at those times they had great energy, that uh, they were kind of high on life, everything was glass half full, Uh, they were enjoying healthy relationships, they were getting good amounts of rest, they were eating all the right foods, they were moving, they were playing, having fun. And so what we help them see is that if we can help them to construct a lifestyle in which their health, fitness and wellness goals become the natural byproduct of the way they're living. And they and we empower them to create the lifestyle that they want to live. That creates happiness because you're taking charge of your life. And in turn, health becomes the byproduct.
1: Yeah, man. I can tell from personal experience this because around four years ago, I was in a relationship that I was not happy at all. And I, you look at me and you'd say, oh, Bruno, you are healthy because, you know, you look good, you're not overweight and you have energy. However, right. my mind, my psychology and my spiritual health was completely gone. I was almost depressed. It was one of the worst times of my life. But, you know, you look at me, oh, you're healthy. So, yeah, we have to see this healthy the, the name of health is much more broad right it 's not just physical but spiritual and and mental as well so right
2: well, yeah. well research suggests that two out of three Americans are depressed
1: yeah that 's a huge name yeah' so how, how
2: healthy really are we, and how are we measuring that
1: mm-hmm. yeah depression is another huge topic I have to, to bring somebody here just to talk about this because I mean there is a lot of reasons for that, and a big one I think is because it's just a sign. Actually, it's a good thing. It's a sign that we are doing something wrong and we have to change. So we have to take action and really change what we are doing. So we're not going to be depressed. So let's talk about finding our why. Can,
2: I think it's can really I add, important. Can I add one thing to what you were just saying? Yeah, please. One of the biggest reasons, now listen, there's a difference between clinical depression uh, and then kind of people who, you know, are feeling the blues, you know, they're kind of in a funk. Uh, so let me, uh, discern between the two, but I will say for the majority of people who come to me, the, the, the people who are, are vulnerable enough to say, you know what? I'm depressed. I'm scared. I need help. I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to improve my current situation. When you get this person who's really honest and we're seeing this more and more Bruno because we're creating an environment for people where they feel safe enough to share that information. When people are calling us on the phone to say, "Hey, what do you you know how can you help me?" they're not saying, "Hey, how can you help me lose weight and improve my my energy They're saying, "Hey, can you help me to become happier in my life I want to uh, if you could share a perspective with me that will motivate me to take better care of myself I'd really appreciate that, but I say when people have busy schedules." And there's no time set aside for the things that they want to do for themselves, meaning when life's taking them by the horns rather than them creating their own life, that leads to a form of depression because people are dissatisfied with their life. So what we help people do is to literally create the lifestyle that they want to live. And you'd be surprised how happiness literally emerges from them because for the first time in their life, for many people, they're finally living the way that they want to. Awesome!
1: Thank you for sharing that sure. with us. So let's talk about why yeah. why the why matters, and you also have something about the investigation of the drivers, like what drive us to take the take action, right? Correct.
2: Correct. Yeah. So um, those are those are similar. Um, you know, as a fitness professional, I was trained how to de- deliver assessments. You know, how to, when someone came in, how to kind of assess them physically and kind of identify what their goals were and, you know, to put together a plan that made sense for them based on that. So I would take their goals and we just kind of hit the ground running, start hitting the exercise floor. Uh, but it dawned on me that people fizzle out along the way. And it's because I wasn't listening carefully enough. And in fact, I didn't know what to listen for. I didn't know how to ask the right questions. But what I realize now is when people say that they want to achieve a goal, it's more important not what they want to achieve, but why they want to achieve it. And when you can kind of dig this out, what you really start pulling out are people's values. That people say, you know what? I really value my health or I value my well-being. I value my appearance. I value a balanced lifestyle. I value vitality or function. And so what we do is when we can pick out their why, their driver, we make sure that we continually remind them of why they're doing what they're doing because the day that you forget why you're doing it, you're dead in the water. It becomes a mind-numbing, and overwhelming experience and people disengage because listen, it's it's hard work. It's It's challenging to kind of show up and be your own solution. But we've got to remember our why, our values, the things that's stimulating our behaviors each and every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the biggest drivers that you, that you see after having this investigation and that you see that makes people take action and keep changing, keep working towards their, their goals?
2: Right. Uh, the three um, that I'd see most consistently are pain, fear, and guilt. And what you'll realize is that none of those are really pleasing terms. And unfortunately, a lot of people are after their health and wellness goals, and they're coming at it from a place of fear. You know, the pain of receiving unwanted attention, or maybe even physical pain within their body because they lead a sedentary lifestyle, fear that they're in fact going to Uh, live a life like their parents did and they're going to have a poor quality of life or fear that if they don't take care of themselves that they're going to be a burden on someone else late in life or guilt, guilty about the fact that they're not living up to their own expectations or they're not where they thought they would be or that they're not being a role model for someone else in their environment. So these are the three primary drivers behind it but you can now see why so many people have a difficult time sticking to their goals or to their regimen is because Fear got them going, but it can't keep them going. So what we do is we help them shape a healthy perspective that emanates from love-based emotions like joy and contentment and fulfillment, longevity and prosperity, satisfaction. And so we help them. And this is where we start to really play with their mindset and start to say, hey, if you're getting started with pain, fear, and guilt, it's likely that you're not going to be able to go the distance because you're going to be doing these things because you have to not because you want to. And so then we start to say, you know what, how about an alternative? What if we actually take the same goals, but we start to look at them a little bit differently? What about instead of feeling guilty for um, eating a slice of pizza uh, on a day that wasn't designated as a cheat day, what if we kind of just looked at it as like an 80-20? And we saw that, you know what, we need a 20% buffer zone in life where we can kind of live a little. We can have the things that we enjoy. It doesn't mean that we're completely thrown off track. We're, in fact, getting back on kind of the, right after that slice of pizza. But let's actually start to live our life with confidence and certainty and just realizing that joy is a huge value in our life. And if we enjoy a slice of pizza, we should have that. We should find a way to incorporate that and just find a balance to things.
1: Mm-hmm. Got you. So you're talking actually with them about the pain, the guilt, and the fear, but you're trying to change their perspective towards more pleasure. And more on the this rewards yeah. and the benefits,
2: the good side, right? Yes, yes. And gotcha. it's, it's typically just a matter of shifting their perspective and helping gotcha. them see it in a different way. But again, Bruno, if you don't love and believe in yourself, uh, starting a program with fear-based emotions makes a lot of sense. But when you start to shine the light on a different way of thought, so clients become very energized by this process and it has nothing to do with how much weights they lift, has nothing to do with what the scale says. We actually don't even own a scale. It has nothing to do with any of the traditional measurements. It's just the fact that people are starting to think, speak, and behave differently than they were before they came to us. And that's exciting.
1: Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, love ourselves. Love myself. I was actually on a party yesterday and I was talking to this girl, very pretty girl, and then we are having you know, a little deeper conversation and I was like, Oh, I love myself so much. I was telling her, right. <laughs> and, she, and, and she's like, yeah, me too. And I think it makes me more attractive. I was like, yeah, it does. So <laughs> yeah, we have to, yeah, we have to love ourselves, ourselves first for sure. And let's bring this conversation back to the eating guilty free. Like you just talk about more like a 80, 20% right. kind of lifestyle. Right. and, I remember when I was reading your website, your blog, and there was something about eating guilty-free on during the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. The Super Bowl just right just came uh, like uh, 15 days ago, yeah. from the time we are recording this right now. So let's talk about this. How, how do you do with the, the cheat days and enjoying life at the same time, you know, sometimes not stressing? Because I can tell you, I, I live my life like that. Like for example, yesterday I was on a party, I had a couple of beers. I didn't eat the foods that I normally do, but I don't stress. I actually enjoy as much as I can, that because I know the next day I'm back on on track. So talk about that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, um, we use a model. It's called True North. And um, if you could imagine, there's at the bottom of a piece of paper, there's a dot. And at the top of the piece of paper, there's a dot. Now, the dot on the bottom of the piece of paper represents where you are today in your life, your current status. The dot on the top of the piece of paper represents your preferred status where you want to be. Now, the quickest way to get from the bottom to the top of the paper is to draw a straight line right up the middle. But that line, and that's what many of us will do, that's called perfectionism. That's when we say, I'm starting this diet on Monday. I'm starting on the first of the month. I'm starting the new year. I'm starting my birthday. We expect on that day that we're going to be perfect all the time. And as you know, we're very imperfect. And so we end up setting ourselves up for failure. We have unrealistic expectations. So we know that perfectionism isn't really a good thing. So then the alternative is, you know what, let's build in this 80-20 lifestyle. And 80-20 is a mentality. It's a way of thinking. But when we share with clients that enjoying their life is when we ask them, hey, do you want to enjoy your life? Like, what does that mean to you? How do you actually enjoy? Oh, man, I would love to be able to do this or that, or I'd love to eat this without feeling guilty. Okay. Well, is it possible that we could actually just build this in? You know, rather than it being kind of an oops, every time or a mistake or a cheat, can we actually just look at that? This is a part of the lifestyle that we want to live. And we're actually going to build in for that. Now, what happens is, that's great if you can adopt the 8020 but people who aren't aware of the difference between perfection and 8020 is when life happens when they do enjoy themselves or overly enjoy themselves they end up taking it to an extreme okay that's where enjoying yourself becomes overly enjoying and then they kind of you know for instance now they 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 went to the super bowl party and they ate everything they had the pizza they had the wings they had the beer and now they're feeling horrible they're bloated and uncomfortable now they're going to go to the gym the next day and the problem is one extreme behavior can only be counterbalanced by another extreme behavior so now that they ate all this stuff now they're going to go to the gym and do a two day workout and then mm-hmm. they're going to end up pushing it too hard and hurt their knee Then they're going to have to end up in physical therapy. Then they're going to find out after three months they actually got nowhere fast. So we actually try and help them to – I want them to make the right – I don't want you to make the right decision for the wrong reason. And many times, Bruno, people do things because they think it will please me. But that's doing the right thing for the wrong reason. And it's actually Mm -hmm. very draining. It's depleting from us, from our spirit. It gets heavy. But I want them to do the right thing. The right reason. Do it for yourself because it's the life that you want to live. If you want the wing, eat the wing. Just make sure that you're do. You realize that where you are in the scheme of your life, and you understand which important, which decisions are going to get you to where you want to be, and appreciate that we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for you to make the right decision. 8 out of 10 times because you want to do it and it fulfills you and it esteems you towards your preferred status.
1: Yeah, and that's the difference between a balance and an extreme approach. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Got you. So let's talk about setting goals. That's a huge topic also and you as a coach, you can give a little bit of a uh, better understanding right. how to proper set goals. I remember when I was in California during the Bulletproof Conference and there was a doctor that just talking about setting goals. The whole talk was just about that and how most people do it wrong. So what's your take on how do you work with setting goals?
2: Yeah, it's uh, setting goals is not as easy as just writing down what's important. Um, we actually go through an entire process. The The goals are what you want to achieve. But as I alluded to before, we have to first find out why. Okay, so once we identify a goal... And that's naturally the first thing we talk about when a client comes in. They're going to tell us what they want to achieve. So we, we jot that down. And then when we, what we do next is then we identify the why. It's the driver. Why they want to do what they want to do. So now we kind of have the bookends down. We have the why and we have the what. And the next thing we have to talk about is the how. What actions are necessary to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And so the best way to set a goal is to identify the goal but be very specific And be very realistic because there's nothing more of a spirit crusher than when you have a vague, unrealistic goal. So that's step Mm -hmm. number one is be specific and realistic. Step number two is identify why you're doing what you're doing. Identify those drivers because if they are things like pain, fear, or guilt, we know that that's not enough to keep us going, although it may get us going. And then the third thing is actually taking the time to investigate your belief system, what you fundamentally believe about yourself. Because you can have the most realistic and specific goal, and it could actually be for the right reason, okay? There's, a, there's a, a, a powerful driver behind it of maybe joy, but if you don't believe in yourself or that you can actually get there. So what we ask people to do is tell us, what do you love about yourself and what do you not love about yourself? And so let's take a strengths-based perspective to actually creating a strategy that makes sense for your individual goals. So that's kind of the, the process that we take our clients through.
1: Cool. Awesome. Man, so you work with a lot of people, and I would love to get your opinion on this. The biggest difference that you see with your clients, the one who succeed, the one who get after, let's say, one year working with you, and they are empowered, they have everything that they need, and they can keep going with their lives, right? But the ones that also... They are failures. They, they didn't get what they want and they right. just give up, right? Because I'm sure there is a lot of people like that as well. So, so what's the biggest difference between the two? It's on the belief side. What, what do you see most common?
2: Yeah, um, I hate to beat a dead horse uh, or to make it sound like a catch-all. But uh, when people come in, uh, so also during the goal-setting process, I'll ask them if there was such a thing as a love and belief meter and one is empty and ten is full, where do you rate yourself? And, um, if it's low, their behaviors will be an expression of that. And if it's high, their behaviors are expression of that. In addition to that, I'd say the second biggest indicators to whether or not someone's going to be successful is how well they deal with failure.
1: Mm-hmm. T- how quick they come back.
2: Yeah, yeah. How resilient right? they are to it. So many people take on failure as an identity. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um. I had this diet and exercise plan in place. I wasn't supposed to have my cheat day until Saturday. Here it is Tuesday. I cheated. I failed. Not only did I fail, but I'm the failure. You know, I'm the problem. That's that's actually coming from a spirit of shame. So then, you know what? Since I was imperfect this week, I'm starting over next Monday. Or, you know what? I'm just going to wait till next month. So <laughs> what we help people to see, we just ask them very simple questions. Have you ever... Show me one person who you admire or know to be successful and show me where they have never failed. And so what they quickly come to realize is that the people that even they admire, they admire them because they fell and they got back up time and again. So we look at resilience as a huge attribute, but the thing that we found really helps people to become resilient is number one, empowering them with this information to see failure as their best friend and an opportunity to become successful. Uh, but number two, that's our opportunity to encourage them and say, Hey, it's okay. We all fail. We all fall. And that's where I'll share a personal story about myself. Hey, here's how I'm imperfect. You hired me to help you reach this goal, but guess what? I fail every day too. Here's how it makes us relatable. And now all of a sudden we're connected on a spiritual level. I've got nothing to sell you. I've only got something to share. And it completely changes the uh, entire interaction. Now, it's no longer me telling you what to do. It's you getting invested in your own process, you learning from your failures, you overcoming them, you identifying the emotions that come from failure, you reprogramming those. This is really the essence of you becoming your own solution. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm
1: yeah love him and yeah failure failure is is just part of the process and every time i think about that i just think about thomas edson you know he he failed a thousand times until he succeeded but he did it so he kept going and going and trying different things and learning from the mistakes and getting probably some coaching as well which is i think i think it's a good way to to shortcut this process you know because sometimes we don't have the whole life to be, to make mistakes, right? right. You want to learn from other people's mistakes. I think it's really important as well. Absolutely. So, exactly. yeah. So, Michael, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today that I haven't asked you?
2: Um, no, I would say the, uh, probably you know, the fact that we've, we've created an online program to reflect what we're doing here. So uh, we realized at, at, at a point in time, Bruno, that uh, the clients who were coming to our studio um, – they were reaching a level of success and they started to refer a lot of their friends and family but the problem was their friends and family weren't in our area and so we were hesitant but we said you know what there's gotta be a way for us to start to connect with people outside the studio so we started to leverage Skype actually the same platform that we're on and we started connecting with people literally all around the country and we were becoming so successful Uh, Because of the video capabilities, we're able to deliver a training session or maybe a mental or emotional conditioning session. Or we could just be an ear to listen to somebody. We were just as successful as online as we were with somebody who was directly in our studio. And when we we realized that, when we connected those dots, we said, you know what? There's got to be a way to take this to the masses. There's got to be a way to get it to more people. And so what we did was we created the revolution which is an online version of the studio experience that we deliver. And uh, people have two options to get involved. It's Try 90 if they're not sure, if they're kind of interested, they kind of like what they're hearing, they want to try and give this a a go in a new way, uh, they can try it for 90 days. Or if they're ready, if they're committed to improving their quality of life and they know that it's going to be a difficult path but one that's going to be required to get where they want to be, that's our Give 12 program. And so over the course of 12 months, as I mentioned earlier, we empower people with all the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual resources they need to sustain the journey of life to become happy and then allow healthy to follow. And we include everything. It's nutrition tips. It's it's the workouts. It's uh, it, it's the mentality. It's the mindset. Uh, it's the encouragement. It's uh, the reminder that change is a process. It's all the things that people really need in the same exact way that we encourage them inside of our studio.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. And so, where can people find you? Where can people find this pro- program? And another thing is, what's next for you now? What are you working on?
2: Right. Uh, so, they can find that at conditionforlife.com. Um, and then uh, and that's a uh, condition, uh, it's F O R, the the word, not the number, conditionforlife.com. And the thing we're working on now is um, we actually just wrapped up our consumer uh, program, The Revolution. And we're actually now working on creating a professional version. Because our goal is to change the trajectory of world health and happiness. And there's two strategies for that. Number one is bottom up. That's where we can work with consumers. And we can help them improve their quality of life. And we do that through corporations and individuals. The second strategy is top down. That's where we can actually bring this message to our industry. And teach people how to teach their clients to create a revolution in their life. So we're literally creating a mentorship program for professionals to become a revolutionary to their clients. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. Thank you so much, Michael, for being here with us today. I love the interview and I talked to you soon, man. Okay,
2: thanks, Bruno. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.